Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm Colin. I am Brent. This is Travis. This is Tom, the T-Dog. <laughs> and every week, and welcome, and every week what we do, we sit around in the basement and each one of us picks a movie and then we go to Thunderdome. One movie goes in. One movie comes out. That doesn't make any sense. We <laughs> sit around and talk about it. <laughs> last, week, last week we went beyond the Thunderdome. <laughs> That's right. We did. Beyond Thunderdome. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Last week Call we back. said we were going to have uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, but I uh, I had a special delivery in the mail, which got a uh, death trap to me after we talked about Michael Caine after seeing the island. So we watched Death Trap, a murder mystery stage play starring... Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve and what's the woman's name? Diane Cannon. Diane Cannon. Yeah. And it is a crazy movie that I love. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is about a struggling playwright that has a flop and he receives a a play from a student that is so good that he gets the idea to kill the student and take the play for himself and his wife uh, his wife is very nervous about that. This podcast is going to have lots of spoilers. <laughs> that yeah. <we're> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can actually talk about the movie, we're going to have to be able to uh, yeah, talk about if you, the movie. If you haven't seen this movie, seriously go watch it and then finish this podcast because <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah I mean, follow along later. There's a lot of twists and turns. Can you, even f- can you even find this movie? Yeah, that's it's pretty hard to find, actually. Where'd you find it? Well, this is a uh, Blu-ray copy made by the Warner Brothers archives that they do uh, for movies that that uh, I don't know. They don't think the mass populace is going to want, or you know, just so they don't waste money on making multiple copies. It's really oh, cool that they okay. do that, though. I mean, they've got, like, an entire, like, catalog of movies that you'll never see in the store on their website that you can go and, like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I think we were talking about that. Well, how much does it cost to get one of those movies? Same as any other, like, either 15 or 20 bucks or something like that. And this is the second DC Warner Archive I've gotten. Is yeah, it just that one. company that does that, or...? Works. I know. I haven't yeah. heard of any other company. I thought there was another one, but I'm blanking out who it is. And do those do those copies come with special features or anything? No, like that? it's most of the times they're not even you know that cleaned up. You know, yeah, this, this is an HD blue. Yeah, I mean this is full pretty HD good. transfer. Yeah, and it, you know, but nah, I mean it you'll the have trailer. the trailer, yeah. but there is no special feature made because like. This is on DVD, but back when they only made, like, standard version, yeah. you know, not widescreen, nothing special about the it. DVDs that were, like, in, the, like, the cardboard yep. boxes. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's the same. The and, and if you track this movie down, that's most likely how you're going to find it. And it's pretty much not an expensive movie, just because, yeah, I don't, it's kind of a sleeper. It's kind of a sleep. Not a lot of people... Uh, really either uh, like this movie or saw but I haven't. To think it's fantastic. I think it's one of the best murder mysteries I've ever seen. When I first saw this movie, I was completely floored by what I had witnessed. I uh, totally bought into the scenario. It's really cool because, I mean, as it unfolds, you realize that you're watching this movie about 
them talking about a play that they're actually in. You know, I mean, it's a story yeah. about the story you're watching. It's like you're mind blown because it's like, oh my god, it's like a movie within a movie within a movie. It's just like, ah! <laughs> Right. Oh, there you go. I just looked it up. It is. Uh, you can get it on iTunes for three ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine to buy it. Three ninety nine to rent it. So it's on iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff. Just see it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's it's out there. Well, I don't know if you knew when you picked this movie. Uh, like this is one of my favorites that I have. I haven't seen. I've seen this movie. This would be the third time in my life. I remember seeing it when I was a kid and really liking it, and then. I saw it again when it was on at some point on video because I'm like, hey, I gotta go back and check this movie out. And they deleted like an entire subplot, for, you know, the <laughs> oh, the, the, tel- the television version oh, because yeah. there's a uh, a gay subplot to this movie that the TV <laughs> the TV edit like completely removed any trace of. And now you're watching <laughs> it going like, how did they? Delete all of it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the, all there, traces yeah. of that. I guess there really is only like a few scenes that really, you know, explore it. Really, I mean, well, other than that, you're just thinking, wow, Superman's kind of feminine in this movie. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. well, I love it because it's a Christopher Reeve being a bag. I've always loved Christopher Reeve. He plays a really great villain, and I think he's only done it. I mean, Jesus, not even a handful of times. I'm like, okay, he's a villain in this. I remember he was a villain on the that Disney Anna Green Gables uh, oh, wow. for like just like a few episodes. You yeah. know, <laughs> he I was gonna I was gonna bring over just for uh, a short him uh, fighting himself in Superman three. <laughs> so oh, you right, can yeah. see the yeah, the bad yeah, guy yeah. version of Superman just just <laughs> right. to see Christopher Reeve being a bad guy. But he's I think he's a very intense bad guy. He's always good at, you know, playing, like, almost like a schizophrenic character, or, like, two characters, you know? I mean, you see it, even in this movie, and it's true with Clark Kent and Superman, (laughs) you see him as, you know, like, he's kind of like this. Maybe that's why they thought of him. He's kind of the bumbling writer, you know, he's, he's, oh, okay, yeah, you know, like, he seems young, he seems naive, but then as twists and turns happen, he starts to become more of this kind of, you know, like this, <laughs> this yeah, like really, <laughs> a, definitely a sociopath, if not, you know, like straight on psychotic. I'm trying to think, like, what else I've seen him in that was like a non-Superman role. I mean, I think, I know the last thing that he did, I remember seeing the John Carpenter movie, The Village of the Damned. He was in that. Oh, uh, yeah! Oh, shit, he was a teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's that somewhere in time the romantic time travel drama. <laughs> and I know he was in Street Smarts, but I never saw it. So I'm, I'm trying to even think, like, beyond that, like, in this, like, I mean, the rest of his career, it seems like. Am I missing something, like, obvious? Superman. I don't know. I've yeah, always, like, I've always loved, Superman. yeah, I've always yeah. loved Christopher Reeves as Superman, but, yeah, I have never, like, explored his uh, filmography at all. Well, and I think it's because, like, even watching this film, like, I think that's Superman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was I the mean, problem I had. The parts yeah. is, like... Holy crap! It's Superman doing this. It's yeah. Superman doing that. Uh-huh. I can't. Uh, Superman swearing at me. You know, I mean, it was just, yeah. <laughs> Superman's gonna <laughs> yeah, it's so iconic is that character that, like, you know, I mean, if anyone has ever been typecasted, it's that dude because it's Superman with a styrofoam log. Yeah, when uh when Michael Caine uh invites uh Christopher Reeves over and kills him in front of his wife. And then Christopher Reeves comes through the window at the end and uh, has the makes the wife have a heart attack. Did you guys uh, see Michael Caine 
coming up from behind Christopher Reeve as part of the plot. You know, I, 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 I'll be honest, okay, so that first part of that movie, it was like, like, because, uh, Dinah Cannon or whatever. Diane Cannon, yeah. Diane Cannon. She was just awful. Just awful. Uh, oh, no. She she did get nominated for a golden raspberry for her. See, but you know what? You insane. the whole time you were sitting there going like, I know she was nominated for a raspberry. So you were watching the performance with that in mind. Uh, I I heard it. Uh, I heard you do it. And I think it's a great yeah. performance. I thought it's really good because when you go back, bad. yeah. But now That's the reason that bad. she's. Well, the reason that she was as shrill as she wasn't screaming all the time, she's like a really high-strung, high-anxiety type of lady, but that's because they're they're building that up that she is susceptible to, and she's got a medical condition. She's really high-strung, and so that's the whole plot these guys have come up right. with. We're going to yeah. scare her to death. And you don't know that. <laughs> and plus, I think some of her hammy dialogue stems from the fact that she is acting in front of Christopher Reeves this whole scenario of, no, I think she's actually trying to coax Michael Caine that he doesn't need to yeah. kill Christopher yeah, Reeve, yeah, yeah. but at the same time trying to not make it obvious to Christopher Reeve, so she's kind of doing this, like, yeah. you can so tell the really character nervous. is acting. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. not really talking to Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve. She's acting a part out so Christopher Reeve can buy the whole scenario that she's setting up that 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 they should uh, they should collaborate on the on the play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's on edge, you know, from the point when Christopher Reeves shows up at the house because earlier in the day, you know, Michael Caine's like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna kill this lad and steal his play." You know, I mean, like you're you're like like that's weird that it, she says in the in the movie she says you're not the person that I thought you were because you were able to you know commit this heinous yeah, act. Yeah, that that whole damn like scene that, of her at the table. <laughs> yeah, she's. She just she's really like her world is kind of turned upside down. Yeah, you know from this playwright that she thought she. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I, I totally had checked out. That's crazy. Um, what was it that you did? Just because well, she was so shrill? It was just her. She was so shrill, and she was just like she was just so batshit crazy, and just constantly just like. My dear, my dear, my dear, my dear, my dear. Darling, my darling. Darling, my darling, my darling, my darling, my darling. I'm like, God, I want to stab you. Yeah, but you got you got hung up on that early time because like it was like the first. Yeah, I got hung up on the first. It seemed like you hated this movie before you started. Um, you And it was weird because like I went in and I'm like, okay, so I see this plot unfolding. I see the plot unfolding. And then it's got this really annoying wife. And, like, I'm like, Michael Caine's doing a great job. But, like, the plot's not really... I mean, it's kind of got a mystery, but it's kind of just playing out. But Michael Caine's doing a really good job. She's doing a terrible job. Christopher Reeves shows up. And it's kind of like, eh, whatever. And they kill Christopher Reeves. And I'm like, okay. And it's still continuing to play out. And I'm not, I'm not on board. I'm not on board. When Christopher Reeve shows up with the fucking log, like that's when I checked back in. I was like, I'm, I'm back in. I'm I'm in. At that moment, I was in 100. percent And then it just kept going like farther down this rabbit hole. It's like, oh wait. Then like, then I'm like, oh Michael Caine, he got back up. Oh shit, all oh, hell's it's good. And then it's like, hey. Darling, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> They're lovers. <laughs> it was just like, 
And then it was just like, it was just like, yeah, I, I, like I had checked back in. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was, I was on board with it then. Because then it provided like, and it was just this constant game of just, just trickery and, um. Well, sure, because the wife was out of the picture. Yeah, she's the most adorable woman I've ever seen on screen. Well, My darling, like, darling. She, you know, it's like this guy is just <laughs> such is a cold-hearted bastard to want to have her, you know, killed because she's the most supportive wife that's ever lived. Right? She's like, I'm rich. She's rich. He used to be successful as a playwright, so she's supporting him basically through all these flops. But she's like going off about like how he's. Awesome, you know, and what he does. I mean, he's you know, he's yeah. the Sydney Brule. Yeah, he'll wrote always this, be the man that always, wrote. Yeah, and you'll have another one. And like all she does is support him, and he's like, "I want to kill you for your money, so I can go live with you know, yeah. my right. gay student." And I'm like, oh, like what? Bastard, <laughs> you rat bastard. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, pretty Tor- early on, <laughs> like you don't have, you don't really. I mean. You just you you you're watching this film for the story. You, you don't really care about these characters because you find out like their moral codes are shit. You know, like these characters, they're just out to get each other. They'll stab each other in the back any chance they get. It was funny to watch them. Like, I mean, it was really funny to watch Michael Caine do his like sneaking around. Shit yeah, almost, almost <laughs> goofy like. Yeah, <laughs> that was just hilarious. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is shot on a. It, I mean, it, it's it seems very stage bound. Where like the the design, they live in a. Him, uh, Michael Caine and his wife live in a former. Uh, it's like an old windmill. windmill or converted windmill. So the floor plan's like all blown open, and you know, I mean, it's a very. It looks like something that you could extrapolate from a stage play. Yeah. So they're like, you know, there's always a case where somebody's upstairs, out of sight, and downstairs, the guy's sneaking around and go, you know, look in the drawer, go, you know. I mean, it's, it's like pretty much shot like a play because there's really that only one set. Yeah. Well, it was based on a play by uh, Ira, is it Levin. Levine or Levin? Whatever. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> Ira Levin. He wrote the play, and I guess it was like really successful on, on Broadway, but he, uh, I mean, I know him because he wrote uh, the novel for Rosemary's Baby, and he wrote The Stafford Wives. So, I mean, that's a triple threat that I got yeah, triple, yeah. this guy has written. <laughs> right, yeah. There's a sequel to Rosemary's Baby called Ro- Son of Rosemary. I haven't read it, though. Isn't, wasn't there a TV movie? Look what happened to Rosemary's Baby? Oh, yeah, that sounds so. familiar. Yeah. Look what's happened uh, to Rosemary's Baby? Whoa. I think so. Whoa. Look who's <laughs> talking to Rosemary's Baby, too. Bam. <laughs> Starring you heard Bruce it here Will. first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it reminded me of a... Uh, I mean, it really has the feeling of like a... Uh, like an Agatha Christie kind of, you know, yeah, it was like closed, right. the the close, what do they call it, closed door, closed room, uh, murder mysteries. Yeah, you, you have know? one elaborate set. <laughs> yeah. All the action takes place there. And it's just full of like double crosses, triple co- crosses, the reversals, and and that's always where these kind of things run into a little bit of uh, trouble. It's like how far, how many reversals can you have before it's like, <laughs> okay. You remember the movie Wild Things? Yeah, so yeah. That was one where, like, by the time they were done, at the end of that movie, was like, no, I double-crossed you. I, oh, but I saw that you were going to double-cross me, and I double-crossed you. Oh, yeah? Well, I knew that my double-cross was going to make you want to double-cross me, so I'm double-crossing you. Yeah, but that, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, I can't fuck... But, but, I, yeah. but that's not me. why Wild Things is a great movie. 
Well, no, I'm, yeah, well, okay. no. Wild Things is Did, a great movie for another. But I'm saying this is right. why Wild Things had a problem. Okay. By the time it was done, the, it had lost me where I was like, okay, you've had one reversal too many. Right, I mean... This I, one, yeah. Death Trap is like, it's right there. I'm like, if they would have done like one more, I think it would have been like, okay. This yeah, is they more the perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right from, you know... But like, not saying you shouldn't watch Wild Things, though. If you're, if you're, Tom's uh, a horn dog. I mean, that's Tom, what if we had owner? You don't like any of our any of our movies, but we don't want all dudes listening to this. We don't just have boo movies. <laughs> we know, we know we what you're talking a good about. Boob movie. Have we? What was the last boo movie? I don't think we've seen any boobs, have we? Wait, there was no. yeah, the island. We had boobs in the island. Oh right, yep. Yeah, but that's not a boob movie. That's not a boob movie. The the boobs in the island weren't the prevalent thing about the island. Well, right. even like you know, as much as I hate. Psychics in movies. I like the character of Helga Helga Tendor, who is uh, visiting from Germany or something like that in America to do uh, uh, guest appearances on shows, and she's got a book coming out. But it's interesting having her kind of show up even before the murder of the wife, and you know, kind of, you know, the you know the wife is uh, scared that Helga's predicting the fact that they uh, killed Christopher Reeves or whatever. When uh, she's really just predicting everything that Sidney Brule, uh, Michael Caine is going to be doing. Yeah, you know, I would have to say, like, I trying to watch this movie, you know, with the notion of being able to, like, okay, standard uh, storytelling, it's going to, you know, this is probably what's going to happen. But you really can't do that with this film because... The surprises truly are surprising. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they have. Not to me. you, the listener of this podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know that. You better have went and watched it yeah. when you said to watch it. It's only we, th- we meant it. It's only four bucks, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Go watch it on iTunes. That's Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine. Watch it on iTunes while downloading more Freak Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like seriously, you do. You know, you get that like surprise. Like Tom said, you were checked back in when Christopher Reeves busts through the window and then like that's not the first well that, that's the first but that's not the last surprise that's the like one of like 10 surprises oh yeah it's, it just the... it keeps going i mean like at that moment when he busts back in i check back in and then it was just like there it's just it's a constant it's a, from that moment on it's just a constant roller coaster and you're just like you're in for the ride and i mean the performances of michael kane i yeah. mean he's just Wow! Yeah, that you guys are a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I mean, the more stuff I see of his stuff, it's like yeah, you know. I tell you, you could be like, check out this movie. You're like, that looks horrible. Michael Caine's in it. Ah, oh man, that was a great movie. Like, right. was, okay, yeah. well, I'm still yeah. gonna bring up On Deadly Ground. You're gonna have to go. Watch yeah, I'm gonna have to because <laughs> that may be the one that breaks the the streak. I'm telling you, there was that, a movie called Blame It on Rio, and I was like, this is gonna be the worst movie about Michael Caine going on vacation with his daughter, uh, with his friend and, and his daughter, and Michael Caine starts, like, like making out with his friend's daughter, and it just sounds like a horrible movie, but my God, it's not, like, a really interesting, like, drama about, oh, how is his friend going to handle the fact that he loves his daughter? Oh, my God, Michael Caine, what are you going to do? I got a question. Was Michael Caine in any of, in, in any of like, uh, like, an action movie where he's kicking ass? Yeah, he was in Get Carter. Like way back, he was in the Italian Job, like way back in the '60s, man. Yeah. He was the guy who was in. I need to see him <laughs> all those movies. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, but recently Harry Brown should go see that. Yeah. Does he kick ass in Austin Powers? I can't remember. 
uh, I blanked it out. What is he? He's Austin Powers' dad or something. Yeah, I, I think it's I the third know, one. I like, wiped it. I sponged no, it from I my brain. I think <laughs> most people have sponged that third one. <laughs> <laughs> that was right, a very good movie. I just skewed the podcast like, off. Like, gold, gold member was that. Yeah. All right, let's get back on. There's color. another bad. <laughs> my fault. My fault. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's Michael Caine. Oh, Christopher Reed did a really good job. There's that one part where he's just like yelling, and uh, yeah, he's just he's going off, and I'm like, man, he is intense. But yeah, it'll like scare you straight. Yeah, well that's the thing. You're like, why is Superman yelling at me? <laughs> he's just, oh my god! Like he's scary at some points, and, and like he starts out like very kind of one dimensional character, but then. As the film goes along, you know, and again, when he busts through the door with the log and he starts killing people, he, I hope you've watched this, uh, he, 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 he's, you know, a different person, a different person than you saw in the first ten minutes of his, you know, when he shows up on the scene. Yeah. He's completely different. And that, I mean, that's the same thing, like I'm saying with Clark Kent and Superman, I mean, that's just, you know, that's a testament to his acting chops, because... He, it's just, you know, he becomes. It's just a shame he didn't have a, a longer career, you know. Right. Yeah. <coughs> the late great. Well, I mean, that's the thing. By the time you get to Village of the Damned, I mean, you pretty much you've done what you're gonna do, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, just the cast from that movie was like, well, Mark Hamill's in it. He he used to be Luke Skywalker. Right. There's Michael Perez yeah. in it. Uh, he uh, he uh, used to be Eddie in the Cruisers. Kirstie Al or Kirstie Alley's. <laughs> I, I think he was in that Star Trek movie and on Cheers for a while. I bet if Christopher Reeves would have kept on living, he would have had like one more Superman movie. You know, <laughs> you know, no. I bet. Well, I bet. No. You know what? I think it'd Especially probably be a, it'd be a voice voice actor career at some point. You know, like Mark Hamill. Either yeah. that, either that, or he would have been like a, they would have put him on like a like a TV show, like a TV he drama. Been Superman that, for life. That, and that would have done really well. Kind of like like William Shatner. He was a doctor on Smallville. Like, yeah, <laughs> like how William Shatner went from like okay, so he's Captain Kirk, but like if you were know know him now, it's like Boston's Eagles kind of. But has has William Shatner broken out of that? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he once he did, uh, yeah, I mean Boston Legal, I think that Denny Crane or whatever. It's like that was another for what? people who yeah. didn't know Star Trek or didn't care about Star Trek, they saw that. And that became... Yeah, like but what's that other show he was popular for? T.J. Hooker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who thinks of that anymore? Nah, he's Kirk. Let's just get down to it. Well, no one's going to be like, nah, Boston legal guy. I think what Shatner he's did, Kirk. What Shatner <laughs> did that's it's so brilliant is... He can he, do more than Kirk. Well, he became William Shatner. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He is... He's his own character. Yeah. Yeah. Which Christopher really. Reeve would have needed to find something else. Actually, I was just thinking about this. Were we talking about this last week? One of you? We were talking about Jason Statham. About how Jason Statham's got, like, it's like, how come, you know, if he's this action hero right now, how come he's not, you know, like, you know, he has never had that character that, like, the Schwarzeneggers <laughs> and the, you know, Stallones no. and all that had. It's like, when you're in that type of actor, it's like you, you get identified with, like, this character. Cranked? Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll be yeah. Parker. Yeah, that didn't really go over so well. So yeah, <laughs> that came in. I think yeah, it opened in like tenth place or something. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so he's still looking for that character to identify. Like Christopher Reeve had Superman, and, and it's Superman. like that he was, was such Superman. a yeah. He was he was Superman, so it's like okay, I want to go do other stuff. 
So he goes and does Death Trap. This is like as far away from Superman as you can get, probably. Yeah. And that actually probably motivated like a lot of his acting choices. Is like here I can go play in a romantic drama in somewhere in time. I can go be in like a gritty, you know, whatever crime drama with uh, Street. Was it Street Smarts? Is that the name of it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Mean Streets. No. Mean Streets. It's not like uh, that. I remember the cover. It's just like corny looking. Yeah. Just like I'm not watching this. And this, you know. <laughs> mean Streets is Scorsese, right? Yeah, Mean Streets is Scorsese. I think it's I street, smart. street Smarts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I, I see exactly what you're saying. You know where? But like what? If we're, I don't even know if we're arguing this, but if Shatner is, you know, he can become William Shatner, that's because he has, like, some sort of comedy timing. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen Christopher Reeves in a comedic role. See, I don't think it's William Shatner's comedy time. It's just the fact that nowadays it's funny to reference washed-up actors. Yeah, he's like... So, really, it's just like, oh, look at that guy. Like you know, thank Walken. you, Chuck Norris and Dodgeball. It's like, that's the joke. The joke is like you used to be like some big time thing, but now you're you know you're an old yeah you know that's and it's true. not necessarily a negative thing, but you know that that's just a joke now you know David Hasselhoff right. you know Shatner they're they're you know all those guys it's they're uh, popular because it's almost like a parody of themselves. Shatner's got his own app, Chateauetry. Awesome. Tree. Yeah, you can make him say stuff. Yeah, oh, like yeah, you uh, show me that. Shatner <laughs> does his own albums, which is just him kind of like talking. Yeah, but he's been theme. doing that yeah. forever. But, I mean, that's just really cool. I mean, you know, I, I yeah, Shatner's his own person. and uh, I mean, if anything, I think he did more in the Twilight Zone that he's done. Like, I mean, the original Twilight Zone, why the hell we talk about Shatner so much? <laughs> well, these we're, characters that got away from their. <laughs> they got away from, like, that, that I, you know, the. The character that I yeah, identify yeah, yeah. the actor. But I don't think Shatner ever did. I don't think he got away from it at all. At all. I mean, next week, next week I'm going to show the big red one, and we're going to you're going to see Mark Hamill in a different role other than Star Wars. Yeah, because he's even trickier. Like Mark Hamill, I mean, until he was the Joker, right? Which like yeah. you, you you don't see him. I mean, it's just yeah, his voice. Right. But I'm like trying to think of like other things that you've seen Mark Hamill in. Really cheap, cheap movies. <laughs> yeah, like Time yeah. Runner, uh, yeah, Slipstream. <laughs> Wait, was he Wing slip Commander? <laughs> Wing Commander. That's right. Wing the video Commander. game. But video game. He is the Joker, though. He Wait, is. All of those are sci-fi things. He should have yeah, got like all. Which Emmy? Should have won Emmys for the Joker. <laughs> which is why yeah, Big Red yeah. one should be interesting to see him in. Yeah, because that was right back when he was, you know, yeah. I think he was in Breaking Away or something back then. I don't know, this is probably a conversation for... And the, <laughs> for well, the, I mean, like Travis says, he should have won an Emmy for the Joker, and that's true because he became, like... So now in his career, he has, you know, these two iconic characters that he's played that are two opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, I mean, the Joker is as far away from Luke Skywalker as you can possibly get. Maybe that's what it takes to be like a, a super successful actor. You have to have at least two iconic roles. Well, I mean, like maybe, uh, maybe. like Stallone. When you say Stallone, do you think Rocky? Do you think Rambo? I mean, what do you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much all you think. But, yeah, but <laughs> he's, he's got it. those two. I mean, but you're like, oh man, you know? yeah. Schwarzenegger's got what the Terminator and uh, it's like Terminator, Conan, Conan, Conan yeah. you know, like it, it's and a it's, bunch of other ones. But I mean, a bunch know, of those. Usually <laughs> just Terminator. Those two are the ones you'll come back Total to. Recall. Harrison Ford's got Indiana Jones and uh, Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Or the president from Air Force One. 
Oh, I think, yeah. I think get off my plate. No one thinks about that. <laughs> I think now. I mean, I think Harrison Ford. Well, I guess not because he just did another Indiana Jones. But Andy's doing a new Star Wars. Breaking news. Oh, you heard that? Oh shit. <laughs> the J.J. Abrams Star Wars. Unknown. Or they is he doing? They his said he, he signed a deal to be in a new Star Wars movie. So it could just be his character movie. Could be. Don't wow. know. Wow. Details not specific enough. Well, report he is more coming back as Han Solo in a movie in the future. So he's just going to be really old yeah. and like a grizzled Han Solo. Probably like dealing with his kids or some shit. But is, okay, so is having this iconic character a, cur- a blessing or a curse? Because like it can typecast you. Like what could a Sylvester Stallone, well, maybe that's a bad choice. What could have, Christopher Reeve. What could Christopher Reeve had done with his career? Because you see this talent. Well, I, l- like, I mean, I think he could have done, like, you know, like, uh, some kind of uh, television drama and had real success with that. Usually, that I mean, that's what they tend to do. If if they're movie stars that get typecast, they go into a television drama and become some kind of mainstream, if it takes off. Well, after the accident, he became a director. But, you know, I just wonder if he would have become a director had, you know, he not been in the accident, you know? That's usually how I think a lot of like main actors they usually get behind the camera yeah. to keep their career alive. Yeah. 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 But I think Christopher Reeves would have done awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, he would have kept going strong. Yeah, yeah but I see, I don't well. think he, I, I don't think he would have because seriously, by the time you end up in, you know, John Carpenter's Village of the Damned, it's like he already was a forgotten yeah, kind of. Message in a bottle, know? like put a nail in Kevin Costner's coffin, and he's coming back from Man of Steel, strong. I mean. He, being a, being an actor, you never know what. Or no, maybe Dragonfly put a nail in Kevin Costner's. Oh, hey, what was that one where he was the psycho? Well, there was the new daughter, but what was the one, Mr. Smith? Or yeah, Mr. Well, yeah, no one knows what it was called. Yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> it, Demi Moore. It was one of the worst movies Kevin ever Costner's seen. Kevin all over the place. It's like Bill. Uh, it's not Bill Paxton. Well, Bill Paxton's all over the place. Well, okay, but, well, uh, Bill but that doesn't mean, like I said, you can be. You know, not popular for 20 years and still come back as an older actor or whatever. I mean, yeah. come on, John Travolta, shining, yeah. shining example of how you can yeah, go from got, forgotten to uh, right. But he got lucky that he was offered that part. I mean, otherwise it would have been looking. Look who's talking three. Wait, was there a look who's talking no, three? Yeah, look who's talking so, now talking with the dogs. John Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah. But like, and well, he, he would have gotten, gotten older and he would have gotten older and fatter, and it would have. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, we're talking about John Travolta. Now. Saturday like, like, where, where in our timeline are we talking about Travolta? Pulp Fiction, 1994. Yeah, post, post resurrection. Oh, from yeah. career obscurity. From from Greece. Yes. And then Paul That is Fish. the same person. Yes. Saturday well, Night Fever. Yeah. Saturday Blow Night out. Fever. Yeah. Well, no? yeah. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking more current than that. Where I'm thinking like. I'm thinking like taking a Pelham one two three. I'm talking like Swordfish Travolta. No, we're talking well, about talk, like when his career was post. When the, when they said beep clear thunk. You know, and like revived his career. When Quentin Tarantino took out the paddles and revived his career, that was Pulp Fiction 1994. So, you know, I mean, that is a shining example, like oh, Travis see, I, I said. Mean, I, yeah, I, you can, I, not, you can yeah, be. He was in Look Who's Talking. His career was on the fucking skids. Flatline. He was gone, yeah. dude. He <laughs> was freaking. He was talking to babies. He was from Welcome Back <laughs> Cotter in Greece. His career was over. <laughs> yeah. Until they're like, why don't you just like, cuss a lot and do heroin? Yeah. Gave him his uh, 
and be really, really, really funny in a perfect role. Oh, because Tarantino remembered so like the old De Palma movies. I think that was basically it. Someone would say. So why haven't we seen Travolta co- go back to that well? I mean, we haven't seen Travolta in another Tarantino movie where you see, you know, Tarantino works like Sam Jackson for God's sakes. Cause I think he's been in every film since Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But like Travolta became this, you know, mega superstar, and you just you know like you don't see those films like Pulp Fiction. He doesn't do that anymore. I haven't seen it anyway. Right. I can't even think of the last movie he did. Hairspray. No, I don't know. You had to do something after. Yeah, that. it's like it's over again <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was taking a film one, two, three. I don't know. I don't know where he was at. You, you can you your career can die and come back again. Yeah, it's possible. It'll be easy. Well, he did like that. look at someone who doesn't. Okay, like look at uh look at Hugh Jackman that 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 loves playing Wolverine and he'll play Wolverine as. Like in as many shitty fucking movies. Yeah, because that's the one he's always got. I mean, you know. Well, go ahead. <laughs> well, it just doesn't stunt his career. You know, it, he's still in other movies. He's well, yeah, still but that's acts. the thing. That's I guess that's what I'm talking about. It's like you have to have like he's lucky because he's got that character that he's forever going to be identified with, right? So he can go off and take chances and make movies that like I'm going to go sing and lay Miserable. You know, it's like. That may not be a good idea. It may have been a good idea. You know, history says it was a good idea for him. But, I mean, that had to be a gamble, right? But he not can really take that no. gamble because he's like, well, if it fails, I can fucking go do another Wolverine movie. It's the same with Bruce Willis and John McClane. It's like, I can oh, just uh, keep on going back just, to that well. He just yeah. said that uh, he was just interviewed. Like, how many more times will you play John McClane? He said, like, ten more times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he could just, because that's always going to be the paycheck. I mean, I think, like, even, uh, I mean, I was just thinking about... Uh, <laughs> Mila Jovovich and Kate Beckinsale. I mean, like, they're set for life. Yeah, they can go off and, like, do whatever the hell they want. Like, eh, I'll go do this, or I'll take this job that doesn't pay anything. I'll take this job that maybe this movie's going to fail. It doesn't matter, because fucking they're going to pay me for Resident Evil. Are they going yeah, yeah, to do more yeah. Resident Evil? Oh, probably. I mean, those things make money. But I think They're crappy, crappy movies, but they crap. make money. Something that all those actors have in common um, is that I think that they whatever made them famous wasn't their iconic role. There was something before that that you know, like Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, uh, Fast and the and Furious. How many? Like, there's another one coming. Out, you know, like they just keep cranking those fucking things out. But yeah, when I think of Fast, he's going and back the to Riddick too. There's another Riddick movie coming out. Yeah. I don't. I don't think of Vin Diesel though. With Fast I'm stop the watching movies. You think of uh, Vin Diesel in the Pacifier? I know. I know. I, I know. You get a minute. <laughs> was he in that? Yeah. Who saw that? Who saw the Rock? The rock? Yeah. Wait, the Rock was the two. Someone part. saw those uh, okay. movies. That's what I don't understand. Okay, there's two all. guys. Saw two the guys who were like, the... okay, they were in like some big action movie, right? Where it's like, yeah, like the Rock can be like the heir to Schwarzenegger because he's in the Rundown. So what does he do next? Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. Like, what uh, the fuck? And then, like, Vin Diesel was like, okay, we're going to do Fast and the Furious and, like, Riddick or Pitch Black. What are you going to do next? The Pacifier. Yeah, like, well, you want to know why, though. I mean, because, like, a well, lot I of times... I know it's, like, to appeal to a broader audience. Well, but yeah, but some, like, sometimes, okay, if you're, like, a hardcore action star, sometimes you kind of want to make movies that your kids can enjoy, kids can watch. Well, and I think in The Rock's case, he had a pretty, uh, like, at least a two or three film contract at Disney, so he had to... Yeah, but that was that. He was did it. race to Witch Mountain. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's like, why do you have a con- why do you have a contract with Disney when you're The Rock? You know, 
Well, like, like when you're a professional wrestler trying to get into major motion pictures, you know, I mean, that what that could be like a one-two, and you're freaking over done deal. Yeah. So, so you know, it's like kind of like the blow. testing. It's like, you know, I'm yeah, sure triple, the studios don't H want to put did, him in uh, like, the chaperone. Oh my yeah. god! Okay, yeah, so, the sh- well, Jesus. To be fair, like Schwarzenegger back Wasn't in his day, by you know? WWE though. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't. No one hired him. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give you a movie too, <laughs> just like the Marine. Yeah, right, right, right. Was that John yeah. Cena? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, like, well, Schwarzenegger did that too. I mean, there was twins, you know, and. Uh, uh, well, jingle all the way and stuff like that. So, but they did it like really, really late in in his career after he was already established at being like this hardcore you know action star. But The Rock and Vin Diesel, they kind of like, it's like okay, well this this movie that I'm in like did pretty good. So now I'm gonna go do the Disney movie to just make sure that everybody knows I can do something else. Too. Right? Yeah, because around the same time I think he also changed his name to Dwayne Johnson or whatever. Right. He had to. He can't use. Uh, what if unless it's a movie <laughs> co-produced by the WWE? That's why it's Terry Hulk Hogan. That Hulk but, Hogan, <laughs> you know, you gotta. Wow, Vince McMahon owns that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh. owns those characters. So in, in Arnold's case, I think like Jingle All the Way. I think at some Jesus. point that was like a. Uh, Cry for help? Made. Yeah, awesome like, like, <laughs> like, you know, a last... Worst movie wait, wait, wait. Gasp of I've ever seen. Before. And now, I mean, I haven't seen that new one. What's this new one? The Last Oh, my stand? God. The Last That looks stand. horrible. But he's gone right back to that, his wheelhouse of, you know, the the bad guy comes into town and he has to take them all out. And yeah, but I don't for know. some reason, Johnny Knoxville's in it. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, like, well, we got to appeal to a younger demographic, too, but, like, that's the most obnoxious fucking person that you can put in a movie, like... That's box office poison to me. It's like I don't want to see it because Johnny Knoxville's in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, unless it's a bam. jackass film, I don't want to see it. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I saw the uh, you know talking about those the career comeback movies. Like okay, so there's the Expendables. Well, Stallone's pretty smart, right? He does Rocky. Everybody's gonna go see Rocky. He does Rambo. Everybody's gonna go see Rambo. He does the Expendables. Everybody in the world wants to see that because that's like we're gonna bring in every action star who's ever been in a movie and yeah. put them in these movies. Right. Okay, now, now we're gonna go and make like our own movies. So Schwarzenegger is gonna do The Last Stand, which you're watching the trailer for that movie, and I'm like, this looks like the most boring thing in the world. Like uh, if you took Schwarzenegger out of it, like I would have zero interest. <laughs> in, like the only thing that's interesting about this is that like, Schwarzenegger's Schwarzenegger. in it. And then Stallone's thing, which actually debuted, I think, like it un- it performed even worse than oh the last stand, God. was Bullet, Bullet to, to the, the Head. head. But uh. that trailer, like I watched that trailer, I'm like, I kind of want to see that movie. Really? I just Yeah, but that movie in the 80s probably would have been like, this is, I got to see it opening weekend. But now in the 2000, the aught, whatever, 13s, or aught uh, tens? What are we saying this is? The tens? The teens? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 2013. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Sweet now it's like, that's that looks like a good direct-to-video movie. <laughs> yeah, it looks horrible. Just the name of the movie, Bullet to the Head, is just like, Jesus. No, well, see, I, I love that name because it's only because it's coming from Stallone. I think if it was somebody else, I'd be like, all right. Well, there's the, uh, did you know there was an Asian movie, uh, John Woo, I want to say, or it's got... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chai and Fat. Is that bullets to the head? Bullets from the head. Bullet in the head. Right. It's something really similar. I'm like, is this a remake? Right. But uh, no, it's just a similar title. Did Stallone direct this bullet to no. that? No. Okay. It's Walter Hill. You remember him? Walter Hill did 48 Hours. Oh, <laughs> he did really? Trespass. He did uh, uh, The Warriors. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Cool. He like, it was him coming out of retirement too. Like, so it's like an '80s movie through and through. Yeah, bullet to the head. We're gonna have to see this fucking movie now. Yeah, uh, now for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. movie's gonna have to fall into my lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh boy. So what about I'll the <laughs> mystery movies? I mean, what do you got like as far as yeah. like uh, your favorite? Uh, <laughs> this. <laughs> Just uh, Death Trap. Death, well, the yeah. director of this, uh, Sidney Lumet, right? He's done. He did uh, Serpico. He did Dog Day Afternoon. Wow. So like, right. But he also did uh, Murder on the Orient Express, the Agatha Christie. Oh. With uh, Hercule Perot as the detective on the. That's a pretty good one. You like murder mysteries? Check that out. They're on a train. Somebody dies. Who did it? Everybody's on the train. So it's got to be somebody who's on the train. Who done it? I'm sure you've seen reincarnations of that in sitcoms for the past, you know, 30 years. I know who did it. You want me to tell you? I'm not going to tell you. Sidney Brule did it. Visually, I want to point out something about Death Trap. I thought it was really cool how... uh, you're watching this, you know, and it is a movie, but you feel like you're watching a play, except for the moments when, like, the tension mounts and you know some shit's going to go down. That's when the camera goes in, and instead of, like, these elaborate wide shots where you're just kind of watching this perfectly choreographed action going on, instead, when, when the tension mounts and, you know, it starts to get, like, to a climactic point in the film, like, they go into these close-ups that are very, very cinematic, you know what I mean? Like, like it's the whole, you know, it's the the shallow depth of field, and it's, like, right up on their face, you know, and it's... It was, like, almost like a super close-up in some cases. Uh, yeah. You know, it felt yeah. like they were either cutting something off the top of the bottom of the frame or something. It was, like, su- really tight. Yeah. And like, I, uncomfortably close. <laughs> and and I, I felt, like, watching it in the beginning, I was like, man, I kind of, like, you know... I was like, why do I feel... Like, this doesn't feel like a movie, and it's because they were standing in that wide shot. And then I was like, I kind of, I would kind of like a close-up to bring me into this more. And then they did it, like, every time, you know. Like, there's a scene with handcuffs. Where, and by the way, okay, so Christopher Reeves is handcuffed. And there's, okay, there's a scene in the beginning, if you haven't seen it. There's, <laughs> Christopher Reeves is handcuffed, and Michael Caine is, you know, kind of joking around with him, kind of about, oh, if I wanted to kill you, blah, 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 I'd do this, blah, blah, whatever. And, like, Christopher Reeves is getting really nervous, but he's not, like, handcuffed to anything. He's just <laughs> handcuffed. He's still, you know, like, physically more, uh, he's in better shape than Michael Caine, let's say that, and younger. And, you know, I think if he really wanted to get out of the situation, just because your hands are handcuffed in front of you, you can still, you're pretty physical. Right. You know? So that was like I, I didn't really understand what, where his nervousness was coming from. Like because he, he was acting, he was pretending. He was. Uh, you oh. find out later that, that it was all staged. That was all acting. It was all rehearsed. I'm an idiot. That's why. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. Because <laughs> it was all for his wife's benefit. <laughs> Rewash that whole thing. Well, that's what I was wondering. I got erased. Well, I thought about. <laughs> I had a, a similar thing when because uh, you actually see. They've staged it in a way so that they can kill this guy, or so that Sydney can kill this guy. That <clears throat> the guy gets on a train and and Sydney meets him at the train station, right? Right. So that way nobody ever picked him up, and it's a perfect murder, right? Yeah. So they show Michael Caine, Sydney, going to pick up uh, Christopher Reeve, and Michael Caine's by himself in the car, and Christopher Reeve comes up to the door, 
And he's like, hello, Mr. Brule. And I'm like, okay, because, you know, I've seen the movie before. I'm like, there's nobody else in the car. Like, you don't have to pretend. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that is just, that's one of those moments that's just for the audience who's seeing this for the first time. It makes it look like they're just meeting for the first time, even right. though they've obviously met. Yeah. Many times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, oh, Mr. Mr. Clark. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I was like. Well, maybe they're just it's, like playing, they're in character right from the get-go. It's like, okay, here we go. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, it could be like a tongue-in-cheek thing where they're like, Hey, I mean, you nice could write it you. off, but yeah, because yeah, I call things. sometimes you call people by their last name, or you know, you want to be like, ah, oh, Mr. Hat, you know, yeah, you just want to say that just last in name. case just somebody to was joke around with them, just in case the audience is watching. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's, there's no point for that. <laughs> I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Just yeah, playful banter. And the the lightning in this in this movie is very effective. I mean, they even reference it within the within the God film. Godlight show. Yeah, yeah. They're like you know the the classic dramatic lightning and corny but effective. Thunder cracks. Yeah, <laughs> corny but effective. And it is. It's you know. It's. I think there's that whole the end of that spoiler alert, but the whole end of the film you know plays out with like Michael Caine delivering these great you know monologue what are you gonna do helga you got the knife or you got bullets in that gun whatever and like the lightning like it's goes it's basically a blackout all the power's gone out in the house and like the lightning cracks are just you know lighting up michael kane's face like at the perfect moments you know or showing you bits of the action showing you that christopher reeves is actually getting up did you see yeah. that though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see a movie called Wait Until Dark with uh, Audrey Hepburn and Richard Crenna, who was uh, Rambo's commanding officer? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colonel F- Hawk? No, what's his name? Colonel. Uh, oh man. Damn it. Now you got me on the spot. I know it's killing me. And I love it's that like right there character too. so much. McMurdo. No, it's Colonel. Well, whatever. Troutman. And <laughs> I got it. And. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, they're like, uh, him and Alan Arkin, I believe they're thieves. She's got something in her apartment that they want. That's the gist of the movie. The end, And she's blind. <clears throat> yeah. And the end of that movie, I want to say, is like one of the first times that like they did this. They turn off the lights or whatever. The screen just goes black for like five minutes. And all you can do is you can just hear what's happening. And it was like, it's this really scary, intense, like effective <laughs> scene. Because she's in the apartment and the dudes are in the apartment. And she can't see, and they can't see, and you can't see. You can all just yeah. like hear what's happening. And wow. whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like the you now we're gonna have little flashes, of bursts of lightning, so we can see what's going on. I'm guessing that that was probably part of the stage production, though, of uh, yeah. of Death Trap. That's probably built into it. I almost think that that like seriously, this is one of those times when I was watching the movie, going like, I think it would have had more relevance had I seen the stage version of that over the movie. I mean, I appreciate that I saw the movie because, you know, how else am I going to see it, that story? You're right. I mean, I live nowhere near Broadway. So, but I think to see the stage version probably would have been more, uh, you know, that kind of meta, meta, you know, yeah. experience where it's like we're talking about, you know, okay, I'll do some thinking about Act 2 while you're in Act 2. You know, it's like... <laughs> Right. He's thinking yeah. of how to end the play. Yeah, I mean that was kind of, kind of cool. But I think it would have been better if. Well, because I playing. mean, like a lot of it, you're not getting too much more out of it by seeing it, a film version of it. Because I mean, they're not making it like overly cinematic, m- minus a few close-ups. You know, it's pretty right. much 
what you would see yeah. if you were at a theater. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, if you're going to, it's always cool to see it live if you're not, you know, getting like the car chases and the, you know, explosions of a movie. I don't know if you can get that lightning in a live state. Like, that's that was pretty brilliant, thing. you know, yeah. having the light be in the house, in the window, outside. I mean, it really gave you the the idea of the outside dimensions yeah. of where all the lightning was striking. It's, it's yeah. pretty brilliant. Pretty brilliant. Changes my idea on how to actually do lightning. Yeah, they definitely had more control over something like that, which I believe Family Guy ripped that off, too. I was talking to Travis about that, but. Oh, when they killed uh, the the anchor lady, when or, they or when the anchor lady tried to kill uh, at the, just at the end when Helga came in and oh, what the hell? When then the one was dressed to kill. Doesn't dressed to kill have scenes at the end that are? That was nineteen eight. It's a Michael Caine movie. Well, you haven't seen it? No. It's one of his greatest really? roles. Oh my gosh. Bryce this is going to be a Saturday Night Michael Caine. I know, right? Like, how many yeah. Michael Caine movies are we going to watch? Oh, man, yeah. all of them. This is where we learn that Michael Caine is the greatest actor that's ever lived. He's been in everything. Cider rules. He's a great actor. Oh, I'm dressed to kill, and he raises me as Cider House rules. I raise you an Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Uh, yeah, okay. That wasn't his fault. Dude, when Hel- actor or writer's fault for Alfred. One more, one more. It was fun in the first two movies, but by God, in the third Batman movie, he was a goddamn drag. It's like, how do you spend two movies he convincing this dude to dress up as a bat and fight crime? And in the third movie, you just give him shit about it. He was a buzzkill. He's a buzzkill. He's totally like, buzzkill. Alfred's supposed to be blind, fall like, no, I'm going to help Bruce Wayne no matter what. No, you that's, know? Alfred, no, like, that's no, Alfred no, in the no, comic no. books, damn it. And this is my argument against like all the haters of Dark Knight Rises. Okay. It's like, everybody says this is what Batman is supposed to be in the comic book. But that's not who he is in those movies. Okay, but then all the people that say that, when they see their own books adapted, they're like, that's not how it went in the book. It's like they want to see their own stuff they love adapted correctly. I'm just asking for the same thing. <laughs> I yeah, just want did. it adapted correctly. Not yeah, in that third movie. They did like for two 5, movies. There's 5,000 Batman movies. They did. No, there's not. <laughs> there's really not. That's what I'm saying. If i got to wait another like 20 years for a Joker movie, I'm going to kill myself. It's like, what the fuck? All these actors aren't so precious that, oh, no, only one actor per generation can play this character of a clown, you know? <laughs> Jack multiple, Nicholson. Wait, yeah, but multiple character, multiple actors in a generation have played Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, we're in a new day and age where nowadays... Right, where you can remake a movie that came out last year. Yeah, where this is what's really special <laughs> about nowadays. And I wonder what the... Three people qu- have played the Hulk. What is the quickest remake... Hulk? Mm. Hulk got remade. Probably. Oh, yeah, but that Hulk wasn't the really Incredible Hulk. Like, they weren't retelling the same story. Spider-Man a... retells the same story, and that is, like, ten years. Ten years? Yeah. Like, it, it probably just seems that close because, you know, you get older, time goes. But as a kid, ten years? I mean, that means, yeah, there's a whole new generation born that... Yeah. They're not going to see Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 because there's a new Amazing Spider-Man. Was, uh, all those other ones you'd think would be like all over television. What was Punisher? For, that was forgettable that was like, like all three times. 80-something. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean yeah. the wars? Well, That's the what I'm saying. They're all forgettable. The no, no, yeah, 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 Forgettable. They just changed the actor. Hmm. Yeah. Horrible. I love Punisher. How hard is it? 
for a guy. Yeah, I don't know. Really, you know, got punished. Dude, all you gotta do is fucked it up three times. And and all you gotta do is make First Blood, but with Frank Castle. Then all a Punisher movie has to be is a one man war against the town or something like that, and they can't fucking do it right. (laughs) You know, that's ridiculous. But still, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, it's depressing. Well, I was just uh, every single time I watch all these. Superhero shows, I complain about the adaptation. And I, trust me, as a comic book reader, I understand how loosely they do things sometimes. And sometimes I can handle it, sometimes I can't. But then, man, we start watching Game of Thrones, and he just can't be quiet. He's like, that's not how it was. This guy did that. This guy is like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Who? What do you mean, who? You got to know who? You got to beat him up? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, I'm Throw just it saying out. that, uh, you know, it's, it's like. People always are like, eh, you know, they have to do this to... This is this version. It doesn't take away from the... It's like, it kind of does take away. I've always said the only reason I don't... The only reason I read comics is because they don't make Batman movies every year or Superman movies every year or Spider-Man movies every year. If all they did was have TV shows, and I probably wouldn't need to read comics because I've got the TV show. I've got 26 episodes of Spider-Man for the next, like, nine years. Imagine if I could see <laughs> as much Spider-Man as I've watched of Dexter or... You know, yeah, that what, is my man, dream. We had that with uh, have Batman, a dream. man. Remember the Batman animated series? Yeah, that's I my point. <laughs> I want live, I want real world. Oh, well, I was I was grouping all the cartoons, and when I said there's a thousand Batman movies, so it's like... <laughs> Those Batman yeah. cartoons were fucking good, though, Some man. Some of them were good. <laughs> Some of them were good. <laughs> Wait, should we wrap up Death Trap? Then? <laughs> I mean, we got, well, we, we got... I, this is Oscar a, week. So we've also got oh, Oscars. Shit, yeah. We got to promote the Oscar portion of our show as Good we call. will make the guesses on what movies will make the Oscars without having seen half of them. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to tell you, I've never, I haven't seen any of them. That's what's going to be. That's what's going to make it awesome. We'll do I don't even pay. I want it to be on record. I don't pay attention to Oscars. There you go. Yeah. See, that's what if you can name them all without having seen them all, that says something about the Oscars. And about right. you, that hate them. It a, no, that it's a popular, it's a popular vote, and not like by any kind of artistic. Right. Merit. We will prove it tonight because we're going to vote. Know if the it Oscars. is a popular vote. Like I said, it's always that. Uh, hey, buddy, Kill Bill was pretty awesome. Next time, man. No, we no, got no. you next time like, because fucking. Yeah, Jingle and Chain doesn't deserve Best Picture or Best Original Screenplay, and it's nominated for both. Why? Because Kill Bill was so awesome. Yeah, but it's and they not going to win Best Picture. And well, I it should. Why? But that'll come after the break. Okay, so, wait. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait. Until <laughs> I got the list right here. It's literally like I saw, I saw like a little trailer for that Silver Linings. That looks fucking boring. Every movie in the Oscars this year looks fucking wretchedly boring. nominated for a bunch of... Okay, so wait. What's the wrap-up on... Uh, whose movie was it? It was, it was mine. So Tom leads off. What's the wrap-up on Death Trap? Uh, you know, I mean, like, at, at first I was kind of bummed, and then it, it, like, actually, like, it got me, man. It was, like, it was good. Really good. Hold Whoa. on. Hold on. Let's Hold on a second. <laughs> you heard I it s- here first. <laughs> I said, uh, I said uh, before this podcast that if Tom hates this movie, we're going to give him a special section of the podcast just saying, Tom hates movies, and this is why. <laughs> but Tom liked this movie. I can't believe no, it. I okay, mean, well, like, I want to dig further well, into so, this oh, stuff. Okay, yeah, because okay. he said he was bummed by the first... Why were you bummed by the first half of the movie? Well, okay. So, what were you expecting? Um, see, normally mysteries... And thrillers, they tend to leave me actually kind of cold. Like, I mean, like, I'll watch them. Like, I'll watch them, and I'll be you like... You are not thrilled? 
by the thriller? Well, you know, like, I mean, like, I'll watch a mystery or I'll watch a thriller, and, like, I'll come out of it and I'll be like, eh, you know, it was, it was, it was okay, but... <laughs> it was mysterious, not a mystery. <laughs> I guess, like, eh, you know, like, I can take it or leave it, you know? Like, a lot of those movies. Um, and, like, since I knew this was a mystery or thriller kind of going in, and especially, like, a lot of the 80s mystery or thrillers were kind of like... I was kind of expecting that going in, and when it first started out, I'm like, oh, it's going to fit into that kind of, like, that mold. And, um, that I, you know, that I kind of foresee coming that a lot of the mysteries and thrillers... That's the thing, I mean, it fits into that mold that you've molded. So you're saying you didn't go into it with an open mind. (laughs) No, 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 I mean, I, I went, well, I went into it kind of, like, expecting, like, okay... And you knew that Diane Cannon was nominated for a Razzie. Right. So that says the class of movie that you're watching. You need to somehow quit looking at these Razzies. Because I'm saying Michael Caine sucked at the island when he did it. And then the island was awesome. Colin was the one that mentioned that i got to stop talking. I look at Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't look at Razzies. He was the one that mentioned it, so... um, that, isn't that still subjective in actors' performance? Can't yeah, something be yeah. like? Well, he's the, the Razzies are like so the like the Oscars. They have the shittiest gauge of like what is actually yeah. good or bad because those guys don't see the bad, the really bad movies. <laughs> Tony aren't even seen by the people who, who vote for the Razzies. So they're going off of like the mainstream stuff, and it's like then they just want to make fun of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, like Michael Caine did an excellent performance. Christopher Reeves did an ex- excellent performance, like acting wise. And there were just a lot of twists and turns in that movie that just kind of kept you going and kept you interested. And uh, for a mystery, since mysteries are kind of like mysteries and thrillers are kind of on my, they don't really tend to do it for me. This one, this one kept my interest and kept me going. Awesome. So I mean, that's 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 high marks. So that's a uh, that's huge. Rent it. Uh, wait, was it buy it, rent it, pirate it? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say rent it. I mean, like if you can find it. Yeah, it's if you on can, iTunes. If he, if you can and find that means it, means probably it. every other digital distribution I mean, platform. Because it is a mystery. It's like one of those things. What you like notice? It. I mean, it's worth watching. It really is. Yeah. Well, I would agree. I mean, uh, I'm going. You know, the fact I'm I'm actually glad. You know that I looked on iTunes and saw that it was available there. <clears throat> that you can get it, so it is widely available. If you've been listening to this podcast, I'm sorry we ruined it for you. I hope you took Brent's advice and skipped ahead to the end. You should go out and rent it. Like, definitely, you should probably see this movie because it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's a it's a functional, it's one of the, it's a good mystery with enough twists and turns to keep you guessing. Uh, you know, I mean, it works better than, you know, most stuff does. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, yeah. rent it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I agree. You know, it comes from early on. I think, I think the '70s were like the golden age of, like, you know, spot-on choreography, whether it be like in a TV show or a movie or whatever. But this film, you know, given its theatrical background, you know, the fact that it was a play, it, it, everything about it just feels like it's just like really well thought out, you know, and. It's like classic storytelling, like like it's what a classic mystery should be. Like Colin said, it reminds me of like an Agatha Christie. I thought actually thought it was an Agatha Christie when we first started watching it, but I I yeah, it led me down that rabbit hole. And like, can I just spoil it for everybody right now? Just say each twist and turn. 
Sure, why not? Tell me. You've been yeah, warned. We just had a whole podcast to talk about. It. Go ahead. And they're like, no, they somehow <laughs> magically <laughs> skip ahead to this. Can I just moment. talk about this entire. Yeah, no. I, yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, uh, help me if I don't remember. But okay, so the first twist is so you got this couple, a playwright that we kind of talked about, and his well, we talked a lot about him. Michael Caine and his wife, they kind of you know start talking about maybe killing this younger playwright to steal his play. Well, Michael Caine goes through with it. He kills him. That's Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves comes back, bursts through the window. Tom's favorite scene, I believe. And then looks like he kills Michael Caine with a log. And then goes downstairs, comes after the wife, you know, like with this terrifying look on his face. The wife has a heart attack. She's really dead. But as she's laying on the floor, we look up at... Christopher Reeves, and then there's Michael Caine. <gasps> Michael Caine's still alive. And then they kiss, and then you're like, oh, Michael Caine and Christopher Reeves are lovers. Right? <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, he's well, alive. I didn't They're in cahoots. <laughs> oh, uh, incidentally, yeah. that uh, the kiss turns out not in the play. Oh, really? Yeah, that was done for the movie. Wow. Yeah. How'd you find that out? Wikipedia. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Google. <laughs> Captain Google. <laughs> So, okay, then we're up to, like, three twists. Well, no, so I'll just the, skip ahead to that. The, the other twist is that you find out that Death Trap, that play, is, like, not even a play. Yeah, the play that he was yeah. going to steal is not is nothing. <laughs> the, the, nothing. The, it the was play, a story yeah. from Myra. Yeah, the play is garbage. So then the gay couple has domestic bliss until... Well, they yeah, they have domestic bliss, and they start writing, you know, some play that we're not too sure what it's going to be, but we find out that Christopher Reeves is actually writing... Death Trap, the actual play, which is the story that just unfolded before our very eyes. It's the story of <laughs> the play that we're watching. The play that being we're written. Yeah, the play that we're watching is being written in the play that we're watching as a movie. So, uh, where so where are we? That's twist number six, <laughs> I think. I and yeah. then, okay, help me out here. So Michael Caine can't let this happen, and he blows up in one of his great Michael Caine like screaming uh, scenes, which is yeah, nice. yeah, oh, almost rivaled by the it's Tom Keene screaming scenes that we yeah. have every couple weeks here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just shows fantastic acting again. <laughs> and then there's okay, so at this point, now we're on to double crossings, and. Trying to think. Well, so Michael Caine has to stop dude from selling his play. Yeah. But he pretends that he's going to help him write the play. Yeah. After the blow up, he's you know, he's he's cool with it. He's like, okay, I'm going to help you write this play, and we're going to make a bunch of money. And then he <laughs> then he tries to, to kill him. Then <laughs> 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 he engineers it so it looks like Christopher Reeve is going to kill him, but he's going to shoot him with a gun. But it turns out Christopher Reeve knew he was going to try and shoot him with a gun. So, so he, I like, loaded his gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, like, all over the place. Yeah, it just keeps yeah, looping back just, at just keeps going. And then Helga shows up, and Helga's... <laughs> yeah, you haven't even talked. You missed Helga way back in the... She's uh, like, yeah, Van Doren. Yeah, just say, just, you, you, you get caught up in... You're getting <laughs> caught. You're, like, trying to tell this whole movie in, like, no, I ten just, minutes. Like, I just want to tell the twist. It starts with these credits that are white, and they there's a... song, and then it shows all these daggers on the wall. There's blood in the credits. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, I was trying to figure out if I could remember all the twists, and I can't. I really. Well, can't. I mean, the, the only other twist you're really missing is like, yeah, he goes to kill him, but you don't know that Christopher Rea. That's like my favorite line. It's like, I'm sorry, Sandy, but I had to take the bullets out of that gun to put them in this gun here. Yeah, <laughs> that's like yeah. really it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're, you know, they're all giving these explanations like it's a James Bond movie before they kill him. It's like, this is what I'm going to do now after I shoot you, but like... Yeah, but that's part of what yeah, it makes it feel like, in, you know, like a classic, like, stage play mystery. I mean, yeah. It's really like just, Lex yeah. Luthor, like, so like, after I kill you, I'm going to take the play, I'm going to do this with it, I'm going to give you, like, my whole future scenario, I'm giving you the scenario in my own head. Yeah. But then you've got some cool way to be like, well, that does sound like a good plan. If I hadn't done this, (laughs) (laughs) ah, but I knew you were going to do this, so that's why I took the bullets out of the gun. (laughs) But I did like how he explained it, how saying like, oh, you know, you think, uh, you know, you're like, I hardly sleep, and you're you're elephant (laughs) tiptoeing around, you know. So because at first, yeah, it's kind of like, how the hell he know he was going to put bullets in a gun? Well, he heard him walking around at night. Heard him, heard him put the bullets in the gun. There's this right. one scene I got to single out right now because it was just fucking shot and edited and performed with, like, just complete cinematic brilliance. The lawyer comes over, and <laughs> and Christopher Reeve's, like, working on whatever this play is that, you know, Michael Caine doesn't know about. So he's, like, really sneaky, like, puts it in his desk drawer and locks it. The lawyer, being no dumbass, notices him doing this. And when he's talking to Michael Caine later, he tells Michael Caine that, you know, Christopher Reeve has put something very slyly in the in the drawer. He spends, like, I don't know, like five minutes they're talking about, you know, I don't know what he's hiding from me. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's completely uh, an honest fellow and blah, blah, blah. And Michael Caine's showing him to the door and not really showing a whole lot of interest. And then they just keep, you know, the lawyer's, like, fixated on this drawer. <laughs> he's just staring at the drawer, Michael actually, Caine's when he like, puts eh, his jacket whatever. on. Yeah, he's just looking at the drawer for like five minutes. They're building this up. Michael Caine closes the door on the guy and immediately like runs back to the drawer. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just the way that they did it was like absolute like, I think hilarity. I almost passed yeah. out laughing. That was so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. It's just him like, oh, really? Well, I, I don't care. I'm totally going over oh there. Oh, my God, what's he writing? <laughs> I love that. I thought that lawyer actor was like one of the best actors in the world. Just how like nonchalant he is about everything. Well, um, well I'm very proud of you, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one more thing. Yeah. yeah. Just one more thing. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, is that your wrap-up? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say... <laughs> wrapped up by wrapping up the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I thought about the movie. To see the it starts with the WB logo. <laughs> For my extended wrap-up, log on to... Yeah, my extended wrap-up. <laughs> log on to iTunes. Spend three ninety nine. Death trap. Here's yeah. The ring, download the ringtone of, of Brett's extended wrap-up. <laughs> For extended wrap-up, dial 429. Uh, I would say, yeah, go on iTunes and watch the movie. It's worth it. It's fun. Well, I'm going to be the only guy to tell people to buy, 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 buy. Own this movie. (laughs) Be consumers. (laughs) Because it really warrants multiple watches. I don't think you get out of it. Yeah. You know, because you want to, like, pay attention to how everybody's acting towards each other and how they... You know, like, especially, like, you're talking about Diane Cannon's performance. She is brilliant in this damn movie, man. The way she, like, like explains how, how scared she was, but how she, like, wanted him to do it. How she's, like, on that, like, laughing, teetering when she's in the uh, kitchen explaining how, like, how someone could be completely alien to you for years and years and you never even know it. I mean, she's got 
depth yeah. in this damn movie. Yeah. And, uh, ah, man, I, th- I just, it is one of those movies that it takes on, like, three different faces throughout the, you know, by the end of the movie, you you know, you've been through three different scenarios of what you think you're watching, and uh, I think it's got a great ending, a good, I wouldn't say it's a twist ending, but it's definitely, you know, something you don't, you don't see coming, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, if you, like I said, you watch it multiple times, you see how it's, how everything gets set up always, everything's constantly being set up it to play in later in the movie, like, when she comes over, she's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to get some candles, you know, I, you know, I made the excuse to come over and get some candles, because I feel the energy, but now she got the candle, because she knew that the power was going to go out in the movie, and she was going to have that candle, right. you know, it's like, so, yeah, something that she plays off as, oh, this was an excuse, comes into play, like, in a major way later on in the story. And, like, I think it does, because, I mean, I've yeah. seen this movie, I don't know how many times, and there's there's still, like, little things I, 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 I pick up every once in a while. Um, yeah, the the Helga, you know, I mean, and the, the second time you would catch more of that. The first time around it almost felt like, a, almost like a punchline, you know, when you go there and you see that she has the play and she's, you know, producing Death Trap and or writing and producing Death Trap. For sure. It's, I mean... I'm trying to find... I know Michael Caine. I thought he was in another, like... Yeah, here we go. Sleuth. You guys got to go try and find this. It's got Lawrence Olivier and Michael Caine in it. And it's another, like, one of those, you know, twisty really? mysteries that involves, like, two guys. Huh. Yeah, uh, the description on IMDb really quickly says a man who loves games and a theater and uh, who loves games and theater invites his wife's lover to meet him, setting up a battle of wits with potentially deadly results. Whoa. I think they remade it with Jude Law and Kenneth Branagh, maybe I can't remember. Maybe Kenneth Branagh directed. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he also re- Yeah, Jude Law also. Did yeah, it's Alfie, like I know that you're Michael sleeping Kane. with my wife, but you don't know that I know that you're sleeping with my wife. But we're gonna. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, it's another <laughs> one of those where everything keeps like flipping back and forth, and the battle of wits. The battle of wits. Was continues. Mike, Michael like, Caine was a miscongeniality, wasn't he? He was in Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, he was. That? I mean, I'd say other than this, my my favorite uh, suspense thriller compared to this would be uh, would be uh, wait for it. Here it comes. <laughs> I can't what help you. I don't know. And Modern day. Calm something. Dead calm. Dead, Dead calm, calm with Billy Zane and Sam Neill and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Nice. Because it is three characters on a sailboat, and it is like the most suspenseful, most like thrilling movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. With three people on a sailboat. Yeah. It's a brilliant movie. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I yet. might have to bring that to the Saturday Night Freak Show in a few weeks. I have to buy it first. I don't think it's out on Blu-ray. I have to find an old DVD. So yeah, my final wrap-up is buy this movie, watch this movie again and again, rent it on iTunes. Don't tell anybody about it, because this is like this is like one of my favorite things is to show people Death Trap that have never seen Death Trap because it's just one of those movies <laughs> that's gonna make people be like what? You know, <laughs> they're just gonna. It's like the sixth sense of of like you know murder mysteries or what it's just one of those movies that no matter what you're expecting you're going to get thrown for a for for a loop. I yeah. can attest to that. Like, <laughs> you know? and I, I don't really I don't tend to like murder mysteries and I was I got thrown for a loop and it was and even the title like death trap oh you don't really know the title sells itself. 
You see a movie in your head. Yeah, but you, yeah, you, you see a different movie than what yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, I like that box art, how it's a Rubik's Cube with yeah. just like some guns and some knives and then Michael Caine and Christopher Reeves. Like, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not what I expected and I was... Presently surprised. Awesome. Well, we'll take a little break and then when we'll come back, it's Oscar predictions here on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And welcome back, listeners. This is the special Oscar weekend version of the Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, I don't know, like, what uh, you guys are thinking about the Oscars. The Oscars have pissed me off, like, every single year. They're, like, a popularity contest. They pretty much mean absolutely nothing at all as far as, uh, you know. Yeah, I think the Academy's a bunch of douchebags. That's right. right. Where was the love for the Blair Witch Project? The movie that fucking changed movies, right? I mean, the paranormal, like, changed movies, won no Oscars. That's all I guess. It's, like, minorities or gays or something like that, and then it tends to win. That's oh, I'm, I'm actually going to use that. I think like the drunks. Sounds, I think like, gonna win. sounds like propaganda. <laughs> so here's propaganda what propaganda films. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to I'm going to go down the list of what's the uh, the Academy. We're going to try and okay to prove that the Academy Awards are uh, a, you know worthless without having seen most of the movies. We think we can probably pick what the winners are going to be just based on whether it's a you know it's a popularity whatever concept. has the most foo-foo title yeah yeah so like if travis is like well i've heard of that movie and that movie ends up winning well then that means probably you're uh the voting uh uh what a rank we're basing it more work. on social what we feel the social yeah. uh what yeah, well yeah i mean i guess that's the question uh oh can i get that coffee in there Sure. I think, you. you know, I think uh, Quentin Tarantino's only up because he didn't get anything for Kill Bill or whatever, yeah. so he's kind of like owed it, you know, because I thought Django Unchained sucked, so, but uh, here's our Oscar special. What well, are the picks? Come all right, here we go. For, uh, in the right category of writing, best original screenplay, your nominees are Amour, written by Michael Haneke. Django Unchained, written by Quentin Tarantino. Flight, written by John, is it Gate, Gatons? Gatons. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, written by Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola. Or Zero Dark Thirty, written by Mark Bolts. Amour, Django Unchained, Flight, Moonrise Kingdom, Zero Dark Thirty. Brent, go. Well, so who do I think is going to get it? Who do you think is going to win? Who do I think deserves it? Who do you think is going to get it? Who's going to win? I think Quentin Tarantino is going to get it for Django Unchained. Is Why? it because he hasn't won anything before? Has he ever won before? Didn't he win uh, really, Pulp Fiction? Get he, best yeah, picture? they did. No, he got Best Screenplay, didn't but not Best Picture. I'm, I'm basing it on the fact that he won the Golden Globe for the same oh. category. There you mm. go. All right, I'm going to put a Brent next to this. Ka-ching! B. Okay, Travis. I'm going to say Flight is going to uh, win just because the whole uh, Flight on the Hudson thing is all like popular in in, in modern day uh, you know whatever news done? culture. Well, is they it? try at least try to push it. So you know they tried to remember this isn't my pick for like why uh, like <laughs> I love this movie. Right. I didn't even see this damn movie. This is the one, the one you think they're going to vote for. It's about a guy that had a miraculous landing of a plane, but he's drunk and there's some sobby, like, family-like story to it. So I'm like, 
That's going to win, dude. It seems so like, ugh. All right, so White <laughs> is uh, Travis's pick. Tom, what are you going with? Uh, Django Unchained. Tom also going with Django Unchained. Okay, writing down the TJ. Okay, uh, okay, I'm going to go with uh, uh, more. I think it's uh, the touching story from Michael Haneke. I'm probably wrong. You're probably right. It's probably Django. Did you see it? No. <laughs> but that's what I'm going. It probably with. is going to be Django. I just think Django, like I don't know. The most, I don't want to. The most accurate. <laughs> the most accurate predictions are probably going to be the ones that you didn't see. You know, because yeah, it's like, it, right. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think Django will probably win that, but not win anything else. Right. Like it'll win something. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not going to win Best Picture. So uh, what's the next? All right. Uh, next category? one. You ready? This is still in the writing category. We're going with adapted screenplay. Screenplay adapted from a, another medium. Number one, Argo, written by Chris Terrio. Beasts of the Southern Wild, written by Lucy Alibar and Ben Zeitlin. Life of Pi by David McGee. Lincoln by Tony Kushner, or Silver Linings Playbook, written by David O. Russell. It's Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, or Silver Linings Playbook, Brent. Well, I'm going to go with Argo because, I don't know, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but everybody seems to absolutely love that story. Plus it's a movie about Hollywood. Yes, that's a big, a big you know, And they yeah. like movies about Hollywood. It's yeah. <laughs> we rule. All right, uh, Travis. I'm going with Argo because, yeah, it's just like, man, we were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Again, I'm going with Argo. I have seen the movie, though. Did you? Yeah, was it good? I really want to see it, Yeah, actually. it's not really that good. Oh, damn it. It, it has it, been half like it. I didn't think it would be. I didn't really think it was that like, good. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it wasn't, like, my favorite movie by far. Well, shitbox. Okay, I'm going way off the reservation. I'm going with Silver Linings Playbook. What? Why? Who heard of it? I don't know why I'm picking this. Hey, I'm I guess that's why it. it's going to win. Because that's it? the one that like has been jumping out at me. Wait, that list. was that was adapted. Adapted. Oh, I might have to change my answer. Are you changing your answer? Ah, oh, this is tough. What? Argo or I've Silver Linings? I've never even heard of it. I'm going. I saw it. It's. You saw it? Yeah. You saw this movie? Yeah. Like, was it touching? It, it is. Was is it, it well written? <laughs> yeah. Was it? A is it the best screenplay of the year adapted? It's the best original. Well, it's more. See, I thought it was an original no. screenplay. Are you changing your vote or no? You got nah. one. Nah. Okay. Sticking with Argo. Okay. Sticking. Next category is visual effects. The uh, nominees are The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey, The Life of Pi, Marvels: The Avengers, Prometheus. Or Snow White and the Huntsman, Brent. For effects. For visual effects. I'm I'm gonna go with Life of Pi because they said it was the it couldn't be filmed and they did it and they did it really well. Brent is on Life of Pi. Okay, Travis. I was going to say Life of Pi because I have heard similar reports that this is what they called the unfilmable movie, you know, just like Watchmen. Yeah. But. I think people are just so, like, stupid over Avengers. I think the Avengers is going to get it. People uh, are just like, that was so awesome. They Everybody did just have had, a, like, a geeky childhood moment, you know. My brother himself said, like, 
this is the movie I've been waiting for for 20 years. You know, people have been waiting for Avengers forever, so people just dazzled at being able to look at it. If Avengers does win it, it's because they had a really cool, like, marketing uh, video that showed their visual effects. I don't know. I mean, everybody yeah. does, but that one was leaked to the public, so I saw it. Tom? Um, it, it's honestly between Hobbit or Life of Pi, because Life of Pi... I'm going to go with The Hobbit, actually, because uh, I think maybe they can sell them on the, uh, you know, the 48 frames. But visual yeah. effects. But it has visual. nothing to do with, yeah, visual effects, though. Um, Just the computer animation. Yeah. I mean, they did this. Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Hobbit. Locked in well, the Hobbit. scene with Smog Hobbit. at the beginning was locked awesome. In Hobbit. Hobbit. No. Locked in Hobbit. So that could have. Visual effects of the in. dwarves, it's, it's, it's a personal Did Lord of the Rings get... It's they, a, it's I'm sure they want visual effects for. That's the thing. I mean, I'm like sure the Hobbit has it's my heart. so many it's my heart. visual effects, and they are all pulled off really well. I was actually going to go with Life of Pi, but I may change it Whoa. to the Hobbit. Tom changed. Well, just because it's the you know I'm no, like I mean, there's I mean, so many visual no, no, effects. No, no, Tom, Tom changed uh, <clears throat> Collins. I don't know if they're gonna. I still feel like it's going to be Life of Pi. I but think I'm it's going to be Life of Pi, but yeah. my heart says Hobbit. Was Flight wasn't nominated in that Not category? Not for visual effects, no. Visual okay, effects. well, I'm going to put wow. myself down just for the, the, the Hobbit, yeah. and then later on I'm going to be able to say, like, damn it, I should have just gone with my gut. Yeah. Okay, next one is uh, Best Original Song. Are you ready? Yes. Before My Time by Chasing Ice. No, from the movie Chasing Ice. Hmm. Everybody Needs a Friend. From the movie Ted. Pie's Lullaby from the movie Life of Pie. Skyfall uh, from the movie Skyfall. And Suddenly from the movie Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Brent, what do you got? What I think is going to win? What you think is going to win? Probably Les Mis. He's going with Les Mis. Brent. Uh, Travis. I'm going to go with Ted. I'm going to go with the Ted, Ted song because... Uh, Hum it for me. That's the only one. I, I can't. I saw the movie one time, but uh, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is a good songwriter, and... Uh, That's true. You know, uh, I think he's going to get it. Did, right. did, did South Park win when they were... No. No. Freaking Elton John did, so they made fun of Elton John for, like, yeah. the next season. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or Elton John, or... Or, no, not Elton John, uh... Uh, Genesis. Uh, oh, Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Yeah, oh. yeah, for Tarzan. Oh, right, right, right. All right, Tom. Oh, horrible song. I'm gonna go with uh, Skyfall. Why? Because everybody is up on Adele. See, I'm also gonna go with Skyfall, and I think it's because even when that song was like coming out, they were like, "Ooh, here's the leaked song from you know Adele's Skyfall." So for that reason, I'm going. But they always make a big deal out of the new Bond song. Always. Yeah, but they've been well, making not, a deal not, out not for nominated a while. for. They never get nominated for Academy. Yeah. No way. They I never swear they it. always do. Didn't no. the uh, Didn't like the Jack White one get nominated no. or did it? Are you positive? Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! This is like. Did the they win Grammys? Maybe. Maybe. Because I thought they've... Uh, <laughs> continuing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, direct... Uh, business Best Director. Ready for this? Uh, Michael Haneke for Amour. Ben Zeitlin for Beasts of the Southern Wild. Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Steven Spielberg for Lincoln... Or David O. Russell for the Silver Linings Playbook. That is Amour, Beast of the Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, or the Silver Linings Playbook. 
Brent. You forgot one. Argo? No. Oh. Flight? Robert Zemeckis? No, sorry. Double oh. check? Are you uh, sure? No. Triple? No need. No need. It's, <laughs> it's a goddamn travesty. It is a travesty. Okay, um, well, from that list, I think I'm going to go with Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yep. All right, uh, we got uh, Travis. I'm also going with Steven Spielberg. Is this because it, he is Steven Spielberg? No, people or you've love seen Lincoln. People love no, but people love like the iconic idea of a past president, especially like Lincoln. That's yeah, true. Just yeah. the idea. It's just one of those things, you know. And it's quite an undertaking making that film. Hmm. Like All right, Tom. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Spielberg with Lincoln. I mean, I think Lincoln's gonna he's gonna do some sweeping action. Damn. I think it might actually. Wow. I would never see it. So I have seen Lincoln in the theater, actually. So it's I mean, weird because oh, okay, well, I, I haven't seen it, so that's no, not, that's God no, that's not that movie is not what you expect. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe that's it. Okay, see so it? yeah, no, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen it's it. Not what you think it's gonna be. And uh, my gut, like, totally is not there. So that tells me that uh, probably it is gonna sweep. I'm gonna go with uh, a more Michael Haneke again. Why? I don't know. I just like I said, that's what it's calling out to me. Yeah, I've never but, even heard of it. Yeah. So All right, uh, costume design. Is it Anna Karenna, Karenia, Les Miserables? Les Miserables. i got to stop saying it. I'm drunk. you got to give me a break. Les Lincoln. Miserables. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Mirror, Mirror. Yeah, That's the uh, Snow White movie. And, ironically, Snow White and the Huntsman are the... Mirror, uh, so Mirror, as in the... Julia Roberts? Yeah. yeah. Nominated for oh Ico Ishioka. Yeah, she, did, uh, <laughs> she did the costumes for The Cell and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Once upon a time, she won for Bram Stoker's Dracula. Maybe she'll win again. Anna Karenia, Les Mis, Lincoln, Mirror Mirror, Snow White and the Huntsman, Brent, go. I really think it's going to come down to uh, Lincoln or uh, Les Mis, yeah. but I'm going to go with... Uh, since I haven't seen Les Mis, I'm going to have to go with Lincoln. Mm. Bum, bum, we got to be on Lincoln. Bum, bum, Travis. I'm going with Les Mis because uh, those Hollywood people, they love French period piece. They're like, look at those dresses. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> if, it was a, yeah. if it was a Queen Elizabeth movie, that would win. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm going yeah. with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Sit. Same thing. Same. All right. same exact same yeah, reason. Tom is also <laughs> Les Mis. You're right. Les Mis is probably the popular choice. I I don't know. Again, I, I mean, Anna Karenica is probably the same. It falls into that same category. Too, right? <laughs> right. I'm going to go with Mirror Mirror just to balance things out. Okay. Best <laughs> Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Uh, best animated feature film. Oh, this is a hard one. I've actually seen some of these. Uh, yeah. Brave. Frankenweenie. Paranorman. The Pirates, Band of Misfits, or Wreck-It Ralph? I'm so ha happy that Pirates got on there. <laughs> I, I've heard really good things about Paranorman. Really? Uh, yeah. I just rented it. I haven't watched uh, it yet. I'm I wish I could have seen it in 3D. Paranorman. Paranorman. I have it in 3D. Trailer. I know, right, but so you like watching movies without me. That's true. All right, Travis. <laughs> Travis is gone. Let's put it in an awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to actually go with Wreck-It Ralph. I haven't seen it, but it seems like, to me, like that is like the toy story of a... Of, a, of just a, it's almost like a Toy Story, but not for this generation. It's like a Toy Story for the retro kids that you know. Because I don't, I'm not a video gamer, but it references the video games that I would 
recognize as a kid, you know, right. the stuff that you just can't get past. So I just think, and it was Sarah Silverman, and I mean, I just think it's going to be a good, when I do see it, hopefully, Tom. John C. Riley. I do. Yeah, uh, I will be buying that, and I'll probably bring it. That'll be sweet. All right, Tom, what do you got? <laughs> uh, you know, that one's a tough one for me because, like, I really, really like Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, that's, like, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. But does the Academy care? You know what? The Academy is not going to care, and they are going to go with their favorite love, Pixar with Brave. Whoa, they might. See, Ooh. that's interesting because my pick is going to be Pirates Band of Misfits. Really? Because I think they love uh, Ardman Animation really? Studios more than they like Pixar. That's what I'm going with. Well, we're like split like, on all of I'm these. I'm going with Wreck-It Ralph, but I think Frankenweenie's going to get it because they love Tim Burton. All right. Well, we're, one of us is right or wrong but or I none still, of us. I want it to be Wreck-It Ralph, so I'm putting Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be Frankenweenie. Dory, we're coming back to this list at some yeah. point in the future. We're put a, put a parenthesis no, 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 on Frankenweenie. It's not like a second choice. Well, I, okay. You'll remember because like, I remember I like, said yeah. whatever. Like, like my right, heart is with Wreck-It Ralph, but they love Pixar. But we got to decide I'm on a what pirate. the pirates are going to win. Okay, next one is Best Supporting Actress, which is now called Actress in a Supporting Role. Why? Does it put the accent on actress instead of best supporting? I don't know. Uh, oh. It's Used. Amy Adams in The Master. She's got it. Sally Field in Lincoln. Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. Helen Hunt in The Sessions. Or Jackie Weaver in the Silver Linings playbook, Brent. Well, first of all, I never want to see Helen Hunt naked ever again, and that's all Dang, she is in the session. that's sessions. fucking cold, so. Helen Hunt, if you're listening. Isn't that yeah. acting? I like seeing you naked. Uh, you Being naked is acting. Well, I guess maybe in the context of having sex with a crippled guy. Which like, she's done like three times in her career. Yeah, right. What was the other one? The Waterfall, the Water Boy, the Water... Uh, water Yeah. Games. Yeah, okay. Weird. That was bad. Another one. Too. So... Um, what were the other choices? Uh, Amy Adams, <laughs> the master, Sally Field, Lincoln, Anne Hathaway, Les Mis, Helen Hunt, the Sessions, Jackie Weaver, Silver Linings, Playbook. Oh, I'm, go I'm going with Jackie Weaver, definitely, Silver Linings. She was the mom, Oops. I believe. That's a beef. Okay, uh, Travis. I'm going with Amy Adams, just because I hope she gets it. Good Lois Lane. Is she's that been, what the Academy will vote? She's been, hasn't she won a few Academy Awards? I, I know she's been nominated like three times at least. I'm not sure if she's won. I mean, she, but she, she's, might, she might have. Uh, she's, I think they really like that one movie. Dude, she's doing good. Muppets? Well, she oh, didn't sorry. win for Muppets, but she won for other things. Dude, I love Amy Adams so, so much. I can't wait for her to be Lois Lane. Tom! Tom! God, I'm torn because like Sally Field and Lincoln, right? Well, she's like Oscar royalty. Right, right, she is goddamn Oscar Royalty. Would she win it again? Was she, she going to win it again? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to go with... All right, I'm going to go with Anne Hathaway because, like, she cut her hair, dude. Whoa. That's commitment. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's for an She's actor. For an actor in fucking Hollywood, that is... Really? Well, you may have swayed my vote right there. These I people are... I think actors are money whores. <laughs> they don't like it. That's right. I'll do whatever you want. Commitment. They made themselves ugly. She's fucking yeah. dedicated. That's what it is. It's they made themselves ugly. Is that so. why Shalise Theron won for Monsters? Yes. She made herself ugly. Made herself so that's ugly. acting. Yes. So instead of hiring an ugly, good actress, yes. you make a, beautiful a pretty girl ugly. but ugly is yes. like award oh, winning. Okay, I was gonna, I'm going to put it on the record. I was going to go with Jackie Weaver. Uh, but I'm, I'm changing my... I'm going to go with Anne Hathaway because Tom has convinced me. Crazy. Anne Hathaway, because she is 
made herself ugly. Okay, actress <laughs> in a job. leading role. Ready? Ready. Jessica Chastain for Mama. I'm kidding. Zero Dark Thirty. Jennifer Lawrence in The Silver Linings Playbook. Emmanuel Riva for Amor. Quaven Hobby Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild. I apologize for butchering your name. Naomi Watts for The Impossible Brent. Uh, definitely Jennifer Lawrence. She's America's sweetheart right now, and she won the Golden Globe for the same category. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Jennifer. L- no, no, no. <laughs> with Jessica. Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty because people love an empowered woman. Alright, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Quentin... Gotcha. Yeah, because <laughs> like... Oh, that's a little because girl. Because she is a little girl and that would make make history. Tom's probably yeah. got it. That would make history because she would be the youngest person ever. No, what oh, Anna Paquin was how old for the piano? Ooh, I don't know. She was pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, because I think she... She was, she is the youngest person so far, I think. And that would be good for ratings. Or like, uh, no, maybe it was, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, but I think she would be the youngest, and, and, and she's a little... Youngest little, modern. Okay. She's a little black girl, and that would, like, change fucking history. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah. I believe Tom has probably got it, but I'm going to go with Jennifer Lawrence for the Silver Linings Playbook. Actor in a supporting role formerly known as Best Supporting Actor... Alan Arkin in Argo. Robert De Niro in The Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln. Or Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. Brent. It's only one person. Are they, are they going to give it to Christoph? That would be two years in a row, right? If Christoph Waltz won two for years supporting ago again. Since, oh, yeah, that was two years ago. Bad. You saw yeah. Lincoln. You know who it's going to. See, I I, I think that Lincoln is going to win a lot of these awards, but it just okay. Well, did you see Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln? It didn't. I it didn't have that big impact on I me. Think he did a phenomenal job. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Alan Arkin Argo. Lock it in. Bam. Locked in. Travis. Oh boy, you know, uh, you know, I've got. No idea about any of these people. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go with Philip Seymour Hoffman because right. I like him. Okay. I hope he wins. You know, Christoph. He's awesome. He was, that's like the only part, uh, he was the uh, German. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, the only yeah. guy I loved in that movie. Well, I, I still think Samuel character. L. Jackson got him. robbed and not being nominated for he that movie. He did get robbed, but he was still just kind of like, you know, come on. All right, and Tom, you're going with Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. I'm going to go with Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. I don't think he's going to win, though. Yeah, I do. I don't think I so. hope he wins. It'd be cool, but it, yeah. Either. It seems it's just like doubling he up could, his Oscars, yeah, for that you know? movie in that role. Okay, uh, actor in a leading... It's probably Alan Arkin's the one that they're like, he needs <laughs> it. He's the pity. The pity button. Uh, <laughs> actor good. In, no, I mean, he's good, but, you know, I mean, he's Not getting exactly. up there in, in age, and it's like, have he, has he won before? Has Tommy Lee Jones won? Because sure otherwise, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, actor so. in a leading role, formerly Best Actor, Bradley Cooper in The Silver Linings Playbook, Daniel Day Lewis in Lincoln, Hugh Jackman, Les Mis, Joaquin Phoenix, The Master, or Denzel Washington in Flight. Brent, I know where you're going with this. Do oh, you boy. even need to 
say anything? You think you know, but... No shit. I think they're going to give it to Daniel Day-Lewis. All right, then. Even though Denzel gave a hell of a performance, I really think it's going to... All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, okay. Day-Lewis. Travis, what do you got? I'm going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis, because like I said, man, I mean... Lincoln. Even Lincoln though I, it's board. like I might not even see the movie, but it's like the guy looks like Lincoln. <laughs> All right, I got a question. How many Oscars has Daniel Day-Lewis won for one? What? what? I don't know. What? Has he won? Gangs of New York? One. Last Mohegan? Didn't he win Last Mohegan? No. No? It'd be like for... Uh, Didn't that win something big? I think he's no. got like... Really? Maybe well, one. such a big deal. Though. Oh, There Will Be Blood? Did he win yeah, for that? Yeah, so I'm wondering if it was... He's going to win. He was... Freaking Lincoln. Uh, yeah, he was Lincoln. He was Lincoln. He was. Uh, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Tom. Daniel Day Lewis. I'm just a dissenter here. I'm gonna go with Denzel Washington. You know why? Because everyone <laughs> in Hollywood's drunk, and they're like, "That guy played a drunk." He did all make right, a good right. point. He did make a good <laughs> point. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna, I got the. I got hey, that knuckles. Covered. Knuckles. And now, best picture of the year. Your nominees so are <laughs> Amour. Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty, Brent. All comes down to this. Yeah, I mean this is this is really a political call. You remember I, when I they used to have po- five political. fucking nominations? You know what? I I actually think it's going to probably go. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did first I need to have a precursor on this. Did uh, Hurt Locker get Best Picture? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I, I. Of course, the government propagated the guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Lincoln Have again. you seen that movie? It does not want you want it, make you want to enlist. <laughs> no, Hollywood makes movies that make you not want to go anywhere near the military. <laughs> well, it just makes you feel for the military. No, true. Because they blow themselves up all the time. i got to go with Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, shit, okay. Even go. though, let me just say, I thought Lincoln was a bore. Yeah, it's a bore. It's a boring movie. It's a boring. What the hell? There's no John Wilkes Booth chase. Yeah, you, you, go, you go in thinking it's gonna be a story of Lincoln's life. It is the story of Proposition. Yeah, it me, is like that two-year period. Give me one Civil that? War battle, just one, just there's, one. There's you know, nothing. All there's out. nothing. It's nothing. No. Weak. Uh, no vampire hunting, huh? Yeah, they but left I, that whole part out. I, I, yeah, it's covered by another movie, though. Yeah. Where is that on the Oscar I list? Know, I know, right? Know. Best use of 3D uh, vampire, vampire killing. killing. Uh, Travis? I am going to go with Lincoln just because, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they're just trying to uh, solidify a historical aspect and a point of view and, what you know, no better way to do that than that to they make do. movies that about they it. Yeah. Because that movie's solely just about that one pro- proposition. Yeah. Just that one vote. Ergo, it is the most important film of the year. So, yeah. Tom, do you agree? I agree. You agree that it's Lincoln? It's all politics in Hollywood, and that's where it's going to show. All right, so I also believe that it's politics in Hollywood, and that's why I'm going to go with Argo. Because Ben Affleck, everybody's saying Ben Affleck got fucked. by He's one best director from like every thing, like the Golden Globes, uh, the WGA... Yeah. The Directors Guild, 
He was nominated and won everywhere. It wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Ergo, Argo is the way that they're going to honor him. So Argo, <laughs> Argo. Ergo, Argo. Ergo, Argo. If so, Argo, best picture of the year. And that is it. So, the dear Oscar listeners, nominations. make your own choices and then join us again. Probably we'll be back in like two weeks with the uh, the recap of... That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you pointing? You at? can tell us what you think of uh, what your Oscar picks are if you visit us at. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, just email us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter at uh, Sat Freak Show. That's us on Twitter, and you can find us on the World Wide Web at SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. You got all of our old episodes archived there. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on what was that uh, podcast site? It was like uh, Playbook Podbay. 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 We're on Podbay. We're on the Internet uh, Archive. We're coming to your town. We're taking over. It's no use. Just embrace us. The Saturday Night Freak Show. Ha, 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 ha.